Surviving Lockdown. An essential business podcast from Mark Rise Voiceovers. Hello, thanks for listening. After 26 years in the military, Harold Floyd requalified in health and safety. He spent time working as an independent safety consultant, giving advice to a vast number of companies. He set up Elite Force Safety with the aim of bringing military standards to safety in the workplace. So with the pandemic and much more difficulty in face-to-face training, how has Harold had to change the approach? He joins me now from Oxfordshire. Hi, Harold. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, well, thanks. So firstly, did you and the family manage to stay positive during the original lockdown? And how does it feel now? Oh, yeah, the original lockdown was fine. It was like, let's get on with this. Let's do what we need to do. Um, And, you know, you can see people reacting to it. So, yeah, positive through that. Um, That was the first one. But then the one in November, so I went, whoa, because we just recovered from everything um, from the first lockdown, the first couple of months. And then the next one hit. But the problem with November for us is everybody goes, I'll do it after Christmas. So December became a write-off as well. So what was the business model of Elite Force Safety before COVID? So the business model is that I I left the military and in the military you, you have very specific um, drilled ways, ways of doing things because they have to be done and everybody needs to know that way. And it's sure. very safe and secure. So if you're, you're on the ranges, you need to know how to shoot on the ranges safely. Otherwise, you could end up shooting somebody or having a serious accident. So what, what I did is I left the military, as you said, I requalified in health and safety, but I was doing a lot of health and safety training, and a lot of it was very off the shelf, very generic. So as a very quick example, if you did manual handling, it would be keep your back straight, bend your knees, cardboard box. Sure. Uh, and everybody knows that. And I saw that, and, and I was trying to deliver that, and I was so uncomfortable delivering it. I went, you know what? There are better ways of doing this. So uh, my background is training within the military. I spent two two terms, if you like, roughly five years training recruits. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to tailor the health and safety training to the individuals, to the company, and to the tasks that they do on a daily basis. So you began at the beginning of lockdown. What have you had to change to combat the effects so that everything kind of works for you? The things that I've had to change is I've had to resort back to my health and safety training. So once... Um, lockdown started to ease and businesses started to uh, be able to work again. What happened was they were all told they needed to be COVID secure. So for local businesses, I felt sorry for them. Uh, They don't have a dedicated health and safety specialist. So what I did is I volunteered my services free of charge to help sites, um, you know, like the fitness industries, dance industries, hairdressers, them type of places to be COVID secure so they could be up and running again. So I would, I went and visited their site, give them suggestions, give them recommendations, and then said they needed to do a, a have a COVID secure risk assessment for them. So I basically started giving out free advice. That actually snowballed quite well, and I ended up doing a lot of COVID risk assessments for a lot of sites. So diversified to the situation, and I knew it was only going to be short-lived anyway, so um, did quite well out of that. You also do specific mental health training. I imagine that's going to be a boom area after COVID. I'd like to think so, but the problem for us is always been there. It's just not been recognised, and this is highlighting the subject. And I I do hope what I read recently is that the health and safety executive are going to uh, mandate that mental health training is as important as actual first aid training. We we tailor it, for me personally, having come from a very male-dominated background, if I'm working in, let's say, the construction industry, one of our things that we, our strengths is that we tailor it to the guys uh, and to men. Because I'm not sure whether you're aware, but the biggest group of people who carry out suicide 
are men 45 to 49. Our course is tailored around that and we, we have very open discussions about the changes that men go through through their life. I mean, you've probably heard of, what do you call it, midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's something to it, but that's more for the lesson. And that's, that's how we would pretty much tailor it um, to a male-dominated environment is talking about midlife crisis for men. Well, you talk about tailored training not off the shelf. Isn't that very expensive for companies? It's not as expensive as you would think, no. Um, it's, it's in line with all other training. Don't get me wrong. If you wanted to do some training and you wanted the cheapest option, go online, you'll get a course and you get it for 30 quid per person. That's fine. But I'm telling you now, people will sit there and go, click, 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 certificate, done. And you are wasting your money. Whereas the courses that we do, every single time it's finished, people always say, I like that, I've learned a lot. And as long as they're smiling, we're happy. I'd like to talk about the wider economy for a moment, if that's okay. How long do you think it will take for the economy to get back on its feet after COVID? That is such a difficult one. Um, uh, just actually before you, before we came on, I was just looking and I noticed that Wuhan are virtually back to where they were before. Now, they are 12, 18 months down the line. So if we're following on from where it all started, I'm, I'm hoping that as it comes along summer, we'll, is where it eases, where we don't catch as many, many viruses and flus. So I'm hoping that the summer, there'll be a big decline um, basically kill off the virus, therefore most restrictions. I don't think we're ever going to go back to where we were, but I'm hoping that most restrictions are are down and we start to recover um, later on this year in the summer. But long term, I do have no idea how long it's going to be before we have to you know, get all the money back from the people that we've given it to in the 80% furlough and things like that. It's ooh, no idea. So how effective do you think the government has been? Are you annoyed by the U-turns? What's your take on it? <sighs> the, the, the government, the government uh, are in a, a very, very difficult situation. They obviously have the opposition, so no matter what they do, they'll always be picked apart. It did get to me, and it did confuse me, and I got very annoyed at it, and I, I've actually stopped watching the news, um, and I'll only do it now if I see that there's a big announcement coming, because every time you go on, there's always this, there's always this new thing that's there that's not that important, but 24-7 getting fed that into your veins just brings you down, brings your mental health down and just doesn't make you feel good for the future. So exactly, uh, that's that's my view on, on how the government have done. I'm not saying they're going to be good or bad. They're always going to be critiqued to what they've done. So I'm, I'm saying neutral on that, on that answer, Mark. Surviving Lockdown. Remember, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at markrise.com. So, Harold, what's your view on supermarkets unilaterally saying you have to wear face masks in their stores? That's fine. It's a control measure. I completely understand the face mask, and I think everybody should abide by it. And even those people who say, oh, I can't wear one. Um, and I've heard stories where people say, you go online and you say, oh, I get an exemption certificate without proving anything. I think they should have some sort of face covering. And you know, if they're saying, oh, I've got asthma, then wear a face shield. Um, it definitely stops the moisture coming out. It doesn't eliminate it, don't get me wrong. Uh, having a chemical and biological background from the military, you need to have a complete face seal and the correct canisters to eliminate all that moisture. But in, in this case, Something is better than nothing. How quickly will you get a vaccine? And what do you think of the vaccination programme rolling out? 
I get a vaccine as soon as it, I'm not gonna go out of my way to do it. Uh, I'll tell you a quick reason why, is my, my partner worked during the first lockdown as a, as a carer and she could get a blood test and she had the blood test and it turns out she had uh, has the antibodies. So that means she's had it. We've lived together for years um, and, and since then. So that means that I've obviously had it. Neither of us have had any signs or symptoms, but she's definitely got the antibodies, which means I must have as well. So I'm not in a rush to go and do it. So uh, as and when it needs to come in, I'll go and have it. Is there anything that you'd like help with from the government or the community at this point that would be really helpful for the business? Absolutely. As we only started 12 months ago, we didn't have any tax returns to give. So I believe, and I saw something the other day, there's 3 million um, new businesses that started just before the pandemic. But they're not eligible for any any sort of help or loan or, or get back. So really working from what we've done is me and my partner who, who started the business have not had a wage now for next month will be 12 months. So, you know, we're, we're living off our savings and the little bit of work we did with the risk assessments, but it's not the area we want to go into. So we've had nothing there. Whether something comes out or not, I don't know, but I do know there's people who've been taking the loans because I've got a friend of mine who did it. He took the bounce back loan, he took two. <laughs> and he didn't even need them. But because they were um, 2%, I think, I think he said, I'll have them anyway. And so he, he got 20 grand. And you don't even need to say what you've got it for. So it's a little bit disconcerting that other people can just take them. And as a brand new business, we've got no help at all. Is there a tip that you give to other businesses that are also struggling at this time? Uh, do you know what? I found that um, a lot of networking, and I found I've been talking to, I have a meeting on um, Tuesdays and Thursdays with a, a networking group. And it's just good to talk to them guys to see that they're in similar boats. Sure. Um, and it just makes you feel a little bit better about yourself that you're not the only one struggling. And actually, you start helping each other out. So networking really would be my tip to any other struggling businesses. Talk to other businesses and they feel your pain, you feel theirs. And I'm sure that you know we can pass business around uh, ourselves. Help together indeed. Harold, thank you very much indeed for joining us on Surviving Lockdown. No worries, Mark. Thank you very much. You can contact Harold through the website. It's www.eliteforsafety.com. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.